Bam! Welcome to Uncivilized Unplugged. My name is Trevor Boehm. I'm the host for your evening. Tonight we have one of my absolutely most favoritest humans in the whole wide world on. She's our also, I think, our most prolific guest, Jamie Thompson. Before we get to Jamie, let's do let's start how we do. If you're not driving, operating, heavy machinery, please put your feet flat on the floor. Close your eyes, and we're just going to take four or five deep breaths together. We're not going to do a full meditation, but just drop into the room. Just let the day begin to fall away. You can turn your phone off. Let any stressors that are coming in just wash off your shoulders. Hmm. Settle into this magic thing that you live in called your body. Beautiful. See if you can sense your heart beating. See if there are any messages written on the back of your eyelids. One or two more deep breaths. Slowly begin to wiggle your fingers and toes. Come back into your body if you left it. Come back into the room if you left it. Slowly begin to blink your eyes open at your pace. Amazing. God, that felt good. I need that today. Today's been super hectic. Welcome, everybody. For those of you who are here for the first time or are listening at home, this is Uncivilized Unplugged. Uh, self-proclaimed number one live podcast in the entire universe. My name is Trevor Bohm. I'm the host. I'm the founder of the Uncivilized Men's Movement, Man Uncivilized, the course, and <gasps> coming in August, the book. I got a copy from the printer today. I cannot wait. And the Uncivilized Nation. So my personal mission is to change the way one million revolutionary men express their masculinity and bring about a new paradigm of masculinity, one that celebrates what is amazing about traditional masculinity, but also adds in a whole fuck ton of consciousness, because that seems to be missing. For more information about the movement or joining it, please go to www.manuncivilized.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Traver Bohm, T-R-A-V-E-R, B-O-E-H-M. And Jamie, I have something super, super awesome to announce for the very first time. I'm going to plug a sponsor. This little podcast got sponsored. Mm -hmm. So Cured Nutrition has decided to help us. They love what we're doing. I love them. Uh, I only promote stuff that actually take. And these guys have this great line of CBD products. So I use their, um, their salve for after working out. And after having 20 clients, podcasts, workshops, et cetera, someone doesn't sleep that well. And I've been using their products to sleep. So you guys can go to curednutrition.com forward slash uncivilized. And of course, you're going to get a 10% discount if you enter in the code uncivilized. 
And last little bit of business, if you wouldn't mind going to iTunes or wherever you're listening to this and rate us, please subscribe. Give me a little thumbs up just so I can get more people listening to this. Why do we want more people listening to conversations like these? Well, about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago, I led a, a co-led a men's workshop. This was up in British Columbia. And on the last day of the event, this is what we had these guys do. We took them on a two-hour hike and paired them up. These were guys who had never met each other until that weekend, most likely, and said, you have to answer three questions on this hike. And these are guys who had done some work together, so we didn't just like pluck them off the street. One, tell the guy next to you about your very first sexual experience. Two, what is one area of your sexuality where you currently struggle? And three, what is the area of sexuality that you're interested in? And we got to the top of this mountain and gathered them up and said, okay, guys, how was that for you? And all of them said, this is the first time I've ever talked to a man, especially about some aspect of my sexuality that just wasn't my highlight reel or just wasn't like checking boxes of my conquests, which are probably have like a 25% embellishment rate. And they all said how freeing it was like, oh my God, I can't believe we've never done this. I can't believe that we haven't had this discussion or that there hasn't been space for this discussion. And it just made it okay. Guys were able to say things that they had shame around and release that shame. Guys were able to ask each other questions as if it was no big deal. And holy shit, sex actually became a topic that could be discussed openly, which is why I have my most favoriteest human in the world on tonight, Jamie Thompson, because I don't think I've ever had a conversation with you that didn't end up being about sex or start off being about sex. So before we jump into that, Jamie, can you give people like the quick and dirty on who you are, what you do, and what you're birthing into the world? Mm. Oh, no, I can't hear you. Hold on. I think I, did I mute you? <gasps> did I mute you? Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. There, are you unmuted? Unmute. There we okay, go. Okay, good. Okay, oh, great. So sorry about that. No, that's Okay. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here again. Traver is also one of my very favorite people to have real conversations with. Mm. And um, this is a topic we both feel really passionately about shedding light on. So I am a holistic sex and intimacy coach. And what that means is I support people in having a gourmet sex life and soul quenching intimacy. And in the process, they end up feeling more alive and fulfilled and just generally happy and in more pleasure in life. And so I like to say that your sex life is the greatest self-development tool that no one ever taught you how to use. And in exploring ourselves, both personally and in partnership, we can do anything. I believe that, 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 that the bedroom is a dojo. And if we, if we treat it as such with, with respect and also approach it with a little bit of fun, that we can really create the kind of vibration that is really going to shift what's happening right now in our culture. Mm. And so you won't see me on the street holding a sign saying this or that. 
what I will be doing is creating weapons of mass creation. Mm. And so that is what I am um, doing in my Awakening Your Erotic Muse course, which is what mm. Trevor was pointing to earlier. I have birthed a women's, a virtual women's circle to awaken more pleasure and more enjoyment and more sensuality in our bodies. Mm. So that's something that we can have with or without a partner. That's something that we can walk around in and just be turned on by life. So what's interesting about this, I want to just dive into what you just said, Trevor, because, you know, as you're having this conversation with these men in this men's group, it actually reminds me of the conversation that we had last night (laughs) in Awakening Your Erotic Muse. So we, you know, sitting there and, and, and the, the question was what part of your sensuality or sexuality do you not give yourself permission for? Mm. And and it's so, I mean, it's like, it's like it was like silent and like, oh, you could just feel the energy of that question because there's such a, um, there's, there's this blanket of false perspective that everyone is just supposed to know exactly how to do everything and, and what's, what's going on and, um, and, and to like look good and look cool and perform. And so it's challenging and also really supportive and healing to be able to share Mm. the parts that we are still figuring out Mm. the parts that are still becoming and to give ourselves more permission for that. So it was really amazing. And each, each woman got to reclaim and have an experience through an exercise that we do of reclaiming this part of herself. And you can just see, you can see the light coming back in. You can see, the radiance coming back in their faces as we, as we just let ourselves actually just be who we are Mm. without this idea that it's all supposed to be perfect and figured out. So what's happening on the male side is happening on the female side. And for all genders in between, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Everyone is going through this because there's this sexual programming that says that you're supposed to just already know. Yeah. Do you remember, I'm going to tell everybody about, uh, I was at, first of all, thank you for that. And thank you for that work. Because for every man who's confused, he's most likely running into someone on the female end, if that's, I'm going to speak heteronormatively, that's equally as confused. And two confused people who aren't going to talk about it and have a lot of shame about it and think they should have it all figured out and are going to finger point if it doesn't work does not lead to amazing couples, amazing life, amazing communication, happy people, etc. It, it is the undercurrent, I think, of so many challenges. So first of all, just if we, I'm going to say it like 50 times, thank you so much for your work and the work that you're doing on your side. Last Saturday, I was at Jamie's house uh, sitting on that couch. She had an amazing party. And if you... <laughs> Imagine this. Imagine walking into a party, sitting down on that couch next to Jamie Thompson, who most likely was wearing lingerie at the time, and looking over and seeing someone getting what looked like a lap dance by someone else who was in lingerie, and he was wearing, (laughs) in that chair, he was wearing a cow-printed onesie. 
Just to give you some insight, if you ever make it into a party into Jamie Thompson's house. It's, it's like a mini Burning Man is really what we try to create over here. Oh, man. I just walked in and was like, okay, gloves are off. No rules. Let's do this. And Jamie and I started talking about, I shared this story when I was like 13, 12, 13. I was with my little pack of skateboarding buddies. And of course, all we talked about at the time was sex, even though none of us had had it and we had no fucking clue what it was. And I remember asking one of the guys kind of openly, because back then you were allowed to ask questions. You didn't have to have it all figured out. When is sex over? I remember one of the guys in the group was like, duh, when the guy gets off. And I went, oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. And then went on my day. And I shared this with Jamie, who said the same sort of, what was your story? Yeah. So I remember asking uh, my, I was 12 and I asked my, uh, my friend's older sister who was 17, you know, mm. cause she had had sex. And I said, so how, how do you know when, when to start and when mm. to stop? Mm. And her answer was, well, when his dick gets hard, that's when mm. you start. And when he comes, that's when you stop. And I was like, oh, okay. Good to know. Great. Yeah. And the, the sad thing is, I think if we polled a bunch of 35 through 50-year-olds today and asked the exact same question, we would get the exact same answer. So let's dive into that a little bit. How do we as a culture and individual people listening move beyond this masculine paradigm that sex is about our dicks and when we come and that's it and you know maybe if there's some accidental byproduct of you receiving pleasure like that's pretty cool but whatever if it happens it happens if it doesn't it doesn't how do we move beyond that just conversationally and what's the first like the first starting point of moving beyond that i i think one of the first starting points is looking at um looking at this from the perspective of orgasm. And the reason is because I think from looking at this in the perspective of orgasm, we can greater understand taking this out of a conversation of men and women and into a conversation of masculine and feminine dynamics. Mm -hmm. And so in the conversation of masculine and feminine dynamics, a masculine orgasm is, is, is goal oriented, mm -hmm. right? It, it starts down here, it goes up, it has a peak and then it crashes mm -hmm. and everyone goes to sleep, right? So one of us goes to sleep. One, one of you goes to sleep. <laughs> one wants to stay up and talk. All night. Or have um, her own orgasm. Yeah. So, so it, but, but so that's, I mean, it, cause it's, and I, the reason why I take this out of men and women is because many feminine beings, many women mm. have also been programmed mm. that that masculine style of orgasm is what orgasm is which gotcha. is only the climax. It doesn't actually include the build and the waves. So the feminine mm. orgasm is actually like a wave instead of mm. like a peak and a drop. Mm -hmm. And so in that process of, of building and, and riding the, the valleys and the, and, and the peaks, eventually there are some bigger peaks and that can happen many times and it can, it can like, go and stop at, at various moments. And it doesn't just have to be this masculine oriented type of orgasm. Mm. And so many women, myself included, like I remember when I thought that it was 
only like that, that there was like, it was just about the climax mm-hmm. and I was missing the whole experience. And there's so much opening that happens inside of internal orgasm that isn't just a regular clitoral climax. Mm-hmm. And, and even in opening yourself up in such a way, and you can actually open up the clitoris in such a way that it can have many of those peaks. Mm. And but the the approach is is in from this feminine way, mm-hmm. this wavegasm of of really learning to be with the different sensations and open yourself to more and more pleasure. And often for many many women, I know it was for me. It this is a this is a question of upper limits mm-hmm. and like how much pleasure will we allow ourselves mm-hmm. to really feel. And not have it just be this goal-oriented experience, whether in self-pleasure or with a partner. Beautiful. What is your recommendation? I have two questions leading off of that. For women who are coming up against that ceiling of or the upper limit of pleasure and want to move beyond it or even play with the edge of it, what what advice do you give to them? And is there something they can be doing outside of partnership work to not prepare for it, but I'd say to, I guess, prepare for it, for it is the right word. And the second question is <clears throat> for people who just had their minds blown and think, oh my God, this is like black belt ninja shit. How do I, like, how do I get on the mat just to start? So one, can we speak to the upper limits for women? And two, for people who just got lost and it's okay if you did, Where's an even simpler frame to, is it for guys like, hey, I'm going to make sure that her pleasure is this, not time period. I don't want to speak to it very structurally, but I also am like, I'm like, do I give her 45 minutes? Like, how do we, can you, can you, can you speak on that a little bit? I'm yeah, talking. I actually, it's actually the same answer that comes to mind for both of those questions. Beautiful. And it's get more in your body. It's it, one of the biggest areas of study that has been so beneficial in my life is psychosomatic embodiment. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> what this is, is, is the idea that your, you know, your stories are going to run in your mind and there's going to be all these ideas with, you know, whether you're like, uh, how do I hold space for this to happen? Or mm-hmm. whether you're like, how do I allow for more of this to happen in my own self, whichever, you know, whichever side of the equation you're on, um, the more present we can be in our physical body, in our physical vessel, even just like take your hands and put your hands on your body for a moment and, and remember what it's like to actually live in here. Mm-hmm. And we get kind of programmed out of this mm-hmm. in, in, in our adult life. And the more we are fully occupying our body, the more pleasure we can receive the more attuned we will be to what is happening in our body, in our partner's body, or in the space between us. So it's the more we can be out of the agenda of like, you know, orgasm or trying to perform and, and more in our own experience of, Mm -hmm. of pleasure Mm -hmm. because what, whatever we put our attention on grows So the more we're just focusing on the pleasure and the connection and the enjoyment of that and feeling our body, it's very simple. Like this is the, the, the simplest solution to 
I don't know what to do next. Feel your body, mm-hmm. you know, connect with a part of your body. Breathe. <clears throat> That's the second one. Feel your body and, and breathe more, breathe more into your, um, your orgasm. So these deeper, more expansive orgasms come from breath. It's actually cultivating your breath and the ability to stay in your breath and not just get fully taken away that actually has you be able to ride the wave more effectively. So those are two uh, simple. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm just going to pepper you with questions and Mm -hmm. sort of devil's advocate you for people Mm -hmm. who aren't athletes or can't remember the last time they remembered their body. Uh, what's the recommendation of out of the bedroom? Is it a nonlinear movement practice? Is it a dance practice? As we know from Instagram, people are starving for dance. Is it touch? Is it how do we get people into their bodies or how would you recommend people get into their bodies before they go in the bedroom where they're like, holy fuck, deer in the headlights, I'm supposed to be in my body right now, but this is amazing or not. Uh, How do we get them practiced with that beforehand? I love the question. So there's a couple um, for, I mean, for everyone and everyone who wants more flow Mm -hmm. and attunement, I always recommend dance of some kind, even men, you know, I mean, if, if what you are looking for is more flow and attunement, go dance and you will find that, oh, wow, this takes, I mean, any kind of partner dancing Mm -hmm. is going to require you to be in attuned and in flow in connection with another person. And Jamie, I don't is, know what attuned means. Can you just share yeah, yeah. With me what attuned um, means? So listening, listening deeply to what someone is communicating, both mm-hmm. energetically, physically, and what they're saying. It's like listening to all the different levels of communication and being able to synthesize all of that into understanding what someone else's experience is. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And you know, I'm sorry, I think I cut you off with that question, but you were saying, so dance and flow. So even can you speak on what does flow mean? I want to get down to people who are listening to this and go, cool, she's a black belt. I don't know what these words mean. This all sounds really lovely. And then the podcast is over and I don't, I don't know. I go back to like rubbing myself on things. Great. So um, (laughs) flow is what happens when you stop thinking? You know those moments of life where you actually stop thinking and you're just in it. Maybe it's that amazing conversation where you just like can't stop talking and you're finishing each other's sentences and it's like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I'm not in my head trying to think of what to say next. Or if you are an athlete or you have done any kind of sports ever in your life and there was a moment where you were like, I don't know what just came over me, but something Mm -hmm. happened and I was in this peak state where everything seemed to kind of slow down and melt. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I was somehow one with the ball or Mm -hmm. one with the board or, Mm -hmm. or in, in, in sexual experience, like, you know, that moment where you're like, whoa, like Mm -hmm. that was a special time. Yeah. It's often, often we are in flow in those moments of life where we, we feel like we are at our best. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any kind of pre-ritual or, you know, I love to burn Palo Santo before sex and it's just like, I take a couple of breaths and I'm like, okay, time to get in a different headspace, time to get in a different body space, game fucking on. Okay. 
do you have any recommendation for people who are trying to piece this together who may be coming from like, hey, we just put the kids to bed. Someone's got throw up on their shirt. I'm about to get fired. I don't feel really sexy right now. And you want a bone. Okay. Uh, how do we drop? How can you recommend people drop into a state that they can get into the flow? Yeah, there's something that I call an erotic ritual. And what you just spoke to is setting a container. Mm. which is so important. It's like when there's a container that's set, it's kind of like when we got on this call mm -hmm. and, uh, and Traver said, let's all take five deep breaths. Mm. There's, a, there's, a, there's a pattern break there. There's a, there's a setting of a container that's like, oh, we are now entering into a different space. Yeah. And so approaching it like a ritual. Yeah. And there can be many different entrances to that. I love the idea of lighting a candle, burning some Palo Santo, mm -hmm. um, it, which is something not everyone might understand what it is. So, you know, some incense, an incense or, yeah, it's an incense. Um, yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, dimming the lights. I'm really big on, on vibe and mood, you know, like dimming the lights, turning on some light music, like, mm -hmm. you know, cleaning up the space, mm -hmm. um, you know, dressing a certain way. Whatever it is that brings you into this new sexy state. Mm -hmm. And for many people, many women, I mean, I'm just going to say women here, and it, there are men that are included in this as well, but so many women I talk to are like, my husband, my partner wants to have sex and I'm, I'm just not there. I'm just not ready. It's like I, I've got my to-do list. I, there's the kids. There's, you know, there's so much going on and they aren't there. So what they need as an erotic ritual and, and what they end up implementing is something that's in alignment with what has their nervous system be ready for foreplay or for sex. And oftentimes that's like, you know, some deep connection of actually just checking in and, 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 and letting, letting them talk for a little while. Like, you know, we just want to share what, um, what's going on for us and just, and just have someone listen without trying to fix it, without trying to solve anything, but rather just simply hear and, and listen. And another one is physical touch. Mm. Oftentimes, you know, we just want to be touched. I remember there was a moment where, um, I, you know, my, my lover, my lover and I were, um, were, we were laying down and I was like, and, and he started kind of, you know, he started getting, he started getting sexy, you know, and I was, and I was just like, it's not like, I was like, I, I feel like I just need to be held for a little while. You know, I've had like such a, such a long day and I'm right. just like, I want my nervous system to like catch up with this so that I can right. fully be here with you in this right. experience. And he was like, oh, thanks for saying that. Right. You know, cause it, it was like, I wasn't like stop or, you know, I mean, didn't, didn't like get critical, but rather like ownership of like, wow, this is what's happening for me in this moment. And he held me for five minutes. And then I was like, sure enough, you know, it was ready. Game on motherfucker. It, it, and it might take longer than that sometimes, you know, but it's right. like just being knowing <clears throat> to ask for, for both sides, you know, both, mm. both men and women ask for what, ask for what we want. And, yeah. and then receive it and hold the space for opening a new container. I love it. Uh, one of the more interesting exercises Michaela Bohm had us do in a workshop was just open your partner. Just say, okay, uh, we're not, you know, we're in a workshop, so we're not having sex, but asking the person 
is what I just did, would that just open the door? Like my goal is to get up into the attic, but did I just open the door? And if the door to the front door is not open, guess what? You're not getting up in the attic. And it was fascinating. It was the lightest of touches. It was a hug. It was communication. It was eye gazing. And the reason I named this call Beyond Friction is because I think especially for, I I won't even say especially for guys, I'll say everybody today, their idea of sex is rubbing parts against each other. And there's so much that seems to be coming beforehand that is missing, that we're, we're skipping all of these steps. It's like we're skipping the appetizer. We're skipping the, the drive to the restaurant. We're skipping the getting dressed before we go. It's, we're not setting the scene. We're not setting the, I, I love that you use the word container. I would love if you would define it. Because yeah. again, we're in the coaching space, so that makes sense to us. But people who aren't in that space, can you define a container for them, especially around sex? Yeah, so a container would be um, uh, it's 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 I, I'm looking at my kitchen right now. It's it's the cabinet where you put the cups on, right? The cups have to have somewhere to go. They can't just exist there in space. They would just be floating around, and that, that's not quite how it Beautiful. works. So it's actually like the the, the place where you can set the space to have sex or go deeper or Mm -hmm. put cups in your cabinet. So something I'd say it starts with an intention, right? And since this is two people, the intention needs to be clear to both people. I think there's also a lot of mind reading and like with your partner, you know what? I'm just lying here going, I know she's ready. I know she's ready. She's there. She's physical. She's human. She's got her shirt off. She's ready. She's ready. And you're thinking, holy fuck, I have to do this tomorrow. My email funnel, my course starts, blah, blah, blah. I think setting a container puts some parameters around what you guys are going to, how you're going to enter this space, the entry, right? I love that you talked about ritual. I love that you talked about just setting any kind of intention that this isn't let's make this a little more sacred than like brushing by each other on the way to the bathroom. Like, Oh, cool. I think we might've just had sex. Nope. Let's actually turn it into, you know, maybe away from a drive through McDonald's to let's actually sit down and have a meal. And those of you with kids, I get that. You may just have to like, whoops, we're, we're brushing by each other on the way to the bathroom. and, And that's amazing. And perhaps there can be babysitters and you can set an intention in a container later. Jamie, go ahead, please. So just a couple of things like of, of questions and ways to actually open a container in a new way if you've never done that before. Mm. Curiosity is, is one of the most, is the secret weapon. Um, so if, if you have never approached your sex life with like this kind of intention and consciousness that was explicit before, um, then a wonderful thing to do is, is, you know, sit down, actually sit down with your partner and, and say, you know, I want to bring our sex life or our intimacy to a new level. And I think one of the ways to do that is through curiosity. So I'm really interested to know what do you want more of? What, what would make our encounters even more enjoyable for you? I want to learn how I can more fully show up Mm. and actually bring that kind of curiosity. 
And on the other side, then, then after curiosity, you can both share and talk about that a little bit. Then you can also share your desires. Mm. And then the next question is what, um, you know, these are some, some of my own desires and I want to hear some of your desires. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even mean we have to do any or all of these, just Mm -hmm. actually speaking it out can bring a new level of color and, um, and, and mutual connection and deeper intimacy, sharing what we truly desire is one of the most deeply intimate things that a couple can do together. Yet like 15% of couples actually fully do it. Um, and that's incredible. Every time I've asked this conversation to every man who's gone through my program, do you know what turns your partner on? They give me the like puppy dog head turn. Uh, or it's something super basic as I kind of joke about it. It's like, she likes it when I finger like, okay, yeah. let's maybe take the question to a little bit of a deeper level. And so one of the things I advise guys to do and men to do is when you're opening this question, first set the container that this is going to be a safe judgment free conversation. And I think that's kind of like, imagine not you, but if you were a civilian and your partner coming home and being like, Jamie, I want to know more about what turns you on. Like, what do you want to do more in the bedroom? It would kind of like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, you just asked like the most intimate question on the planet. How about you lead with, hey, I'm really curious. I want this to be a better experience for both of us. I want to know how to please you more. I'm even going to open with a little vulnerability and tell you that I really like it when you suck on my toes even though that may not be cool in society. Now, can we share this and keep it judgment-free? I think setting the frame of that first is super important because my people, we get super excited. And it's just like, okay, cool. I'm going to get to do more shit. I'm going to get to do more shit. Let me like puppy dog her and throw an idea out without really thinking, wow, this is a super intimate conversation. I think Esther Perel said, if you want to know terror, Tell your partner your deepest desires and watch their face if they don't think they're okay. Like that, like, oh, fuck. Yeah. We just got to like, okay, shame level 10,000, perhaps. And, and to fill this in even more, one of the ways that you don't get into the like out of your body puppy dog excitement is through the two things that I talked about earlier, which I think are the keys to having the best sex ever is connecting more deeply with your body and breathing. So remember that in this conversation, actually set yourself up before even approaching a conversation like this, like the pre-setup of, of actually centering yourself a little bit, you know, breathe, set your personal intention of, of really what you're wanting to get out of this. Um, and, And, you know, it's like even just pat your hands down your legs or jump up and down a little bit, do something to feel your, your body and then continue focusing on your breath throughout this conversation to help ground any nervous energy. Um, And then another thing is, I think it's really in setting the container, like Trevor's talking about, I love what you said about creating the framework to even have the conversation. Mm -hmm. I just want to add on that since we're really diving into it. Please um, ask if they have space for this right now. This is one of those conversations <laughs> that can be a little out of nowhere. So actually checking in and being like, Hey, I want to, I, you know, I want to have like a, I want to have a, a I want to drop in with you, but a lot of people don't know what that means. So I want to have a, like, I want to, I want to have a conversation with you. Do you have some space right now? 
you know, or like if they're watching TV, it's probably not the time, you know, I mean, if they're putting the kids to bed, it's like, if there's stuff going on, like, actually, like, I want to create a space for us to, to connect, you know, and and just to connect, like, there's nothing wrong, you know, I just create a space to connect. Um, Do you, you know, do you have space for that right now? Oh, no, in a little bit. Okay, great. And then, and then, and then when you actually get started, telling them why you think that having this conversation and opening this would be valuable for both of you. Mm. Like answering the question, what's in it for them? Yeah, for is, sure. is, is a wonderful, is a wonderful entrance into this. And this is this whole conversation. It might sound like it's directed towards men, but this is actually for, for, mm. for all of us. Like it's, it's like to, I, there are so many women that I talk to that are like, I mean, I didn't know that I could ask for that. I didn't know that that was possible. And, and, and then I'm like, okay, well, how did you ask? And it's, and it's not in this way or in a way that is um, actually like standing for something and like, you know, like standing for our desires and like really opening. And, and when, when the, these deeper conversations are had that aren't just like a, oh yeah, well, one time I asked him to go down on me and he didn't. So I just never did for the last three years. And it's like, okay. Well, you know, I mean, we can, we can actually set this up to really um, be a, you know, here's that word container again, but even a weekly container, right? you know, like sexy time check-in and then it becomes a thing and then it's a thing and you know, okay, we're having our sexy time check-in. Great. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. I would love to get the, if we can just say this even together, that for both men and women, that the paradigm is now shifting and that female pleasure is as much, if not more, a part of the equation now than as male pleasure. So women listening to this, that I'm still shocked where that's an, a challenge for women to know. But then we look out at society and go, okay, oh, it actually makes perfect sense. So let's just throw that idea out there and let it land that, hey, female pleasure is as much a part of sexuality as male pleasure is, if not more so. And when it becomes this dance of both of you, you actually get to go to a whole new level. Yeah, let's, let's drop that in. I love the idea of, if we talked about masculine feminine dynamics, of men leading this, but it doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be like women waiting around for guys to have the conversation. Or if you're not having an amazing sex life to go, well, hopefully he realizes this and maybe he'll bring it up someday. It's about ownership of our, ourselves, our situation, our relationship. And you notice, Jamie, that we keep coming back to the communication before the communication before the communication before the communication, right? Or it's like... Because it starts with self, right? Exactly. It, it, it starts with how am I communicating with myself? How am I listening and responding to myself and my own needs and desires? Am I approaching that with curiosity? And, and as far as this thing that you just said of, well, well, whose job is it? It's definitely the man's job. Well, it's definitely the woman's job to say what she wants. You know, I mean, this, this, is, this, is, this is the battle of the sexes, right? My take on this is whoever has the awareness has the responsibility, period. Mm, beautiful. That's it. Is like responsibility. What? I was asking if everybody got that. Whoever has the awareness has the responsibility. And I define responsibility as simply as the ability to respond. So if you have that ability, then 
the, the option and the choice is to actually elevate the experience for everyone instead of getting angry that someone else didn't have that awareness and ability in that moment. So it's really taking on a different perspective of that I'm, I'm 100% responsible. I mean, I will just say this right now. I am 100% responsible for my sexual experience. 100% of the time. So if, if, um, if, if, a, if a man, if I'm you know, having a sexual experience and I don't like it, I get to end that. I, I just get to do that. I get to stop at any moment that I, I'm no longer enjoying myself. Beautiful. And, and, and sometimes from our male counterparts, there can be quite a reaction right. because many women before have not done this. Like w- right. women for years have been bypassing and having terrible sex they didn't want to be having, right. myself included, because I didn't feel that ability to respond. And in that ability to respond, I get to completely shift the way that my intimate experiences go. And sometimes there has been reactions and I've seen reactions. And there are cases obviously where, I mean, I'll just name this since I'm bringing this up, Mm -hmm. where there is overpowering that happens. And Mm -hmm. obviously that is never okay ever. Never ever. Right, never ever. And where is my ability to respond in that even? Like, can I, can I still fight? You know, there's that statistic that, that, you, that you've named before in our self-defense workshop that was like women who fight get over, get over the whole experience much quicker because they found their ability to respond. So I just feel like this is such a, an amazing thing to cultivate as a personal journey, not to place any blame on anyone who's ever been victimized, but yeah. rather to um, empower everyone and, and empower you know, men also to understand that sometimes it might need to stop in the middle before you're done. But mm-hmm. if one person's done, then everybody's done. Yeah. Jamie, can you, I know this is going a different direction, but let's just run with it to, to women, especially who won't speak up out of fear of that happening or out of fear of, I've had a lot of women say, I don't want to say anything because it's not going to do any good anyway, or it's just going to upset him. It's going to shame him. It's et cetera. Is there a permission that needs to happen? Is there a skill set in the conversation that you can recommend? And this isn't speaking to all the guys who need to just fucking stop and listen and take a deep breath and put your ego on the back shelf for a bit and go, oh, wow, there's an actual human that I'm, I'm engaging with. But how do we speak to women who say, I'm terrified of saying anything because of any level of negative reaction from zero to 100? Yeah. It, can of worms, darling. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> um, that's, where, that's where it was going. Um, so... I, I believe that safety is an internal experience that, that we can learn to create safety in ourselves to speak up. And this takes practice and, and it can be challenging if it's not natural and that's okay. 
Um, this is one of those cases where earlier I recommended, um, you know, everyone who wants to get in touch with flow doing some kind of dance, right? Um, anyone who wants to get in touch with their boundaries or their power, mm. I recommend some kind of martial arts or self-defense. Mm. I just think it's a really valuable way for women to actually find that boundary and that no, and to, to, to equip ourselves to actually realize that we are far more powerful mm -hmm. than we think. Mm -hmm. And to find that part of, of, it's like, it's like, it's like when we know the part of ourselves that could claw someone's face off if we needed to, mm -hmm. we're a little bit less afraid mm -hmm. and, and, and have more of that, more of that, that power to actually speak up. So it's like actually touching a more primal part that mm -hmm. would protect ourselves, that would protect the innocent. Mm -hmm. and, and connecting with that part more deeply so that it's there more on demand. Yeah. Now there is a, you know, I mean, in, in studying somatic trauma, there is a trauma response of freezing and this, this happens. Right. And the way that we get out of freeze is through finding even a little tiny bit of our voice, mm -hmm. of our fight, which can show up in a physical movement. It can show up in our voice. It can show up in, in a presence changing. Yeah. Um, but to connect with that. And then I often find that it's like to find um, there, there just needs to be a break. Like when there's like, you know, if hormones are going or it's hot and heavy or like something's physically happening and you need it to stop. Mm -hmm. I find that um, whether, whether you're like, you know, it's whether it's like this is a potential traumatic situation or this is just you and your, you know, partner of 10 years and you're just feeling like you need to stop. Mm -hmm. Either way, I, I feel one of the most valuable ways to do that. It, you, there just needs to be a pattern interrupt or a break of some kind. Mm -hmm. And that can always be just mentioned by like, hold on just a second. Like there's nothing like, that's just like a, that's just like a wait, hold on. And like going into yourself and being like, you know, something in, and then owning, owning experience of like, you know, something, I feel like I just need to slow down right now. And, and then like, I, you know, something's happening in my body. I just need, I need a minute. Um, you're not doing anything wrong. You know, thank you for respecting me in this moment. And yeah. this is where I am, you know, and yeah. it, it actually creating like some kind of a, like, hold on a second. And then sharing like what's happening personally. Right. right. I just need to take a breath. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing to say. Like, Ooh, just want to take a breath. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. This is, this is incredible. <sighs> Let's just take one together. Okay. Whew. Okay. Then beautiful. Yeah. I love it. I love that you brought in the primal and we're not pitching a course right now, but Jamie and I actually teach a self-defense and sensuality combined course. And the reason we do it is because I think having that primal background, just having the primal in your back pocket. I always say like, be kind, but walk around with a sharp elbow. Hmm. Yeah. I just, it's right there tucked away in case I need to rip it across someone's face. I don't do that, but it's there. And that dictates every other conversation in my life. And I think having that ability, it's better to have and not need than need and not have. And I will also add that practicing boundaries, man, we, we could, we could talk about boundaries all fucking night. Practice boundaries in the micro practice boundaries with your boss, with your coworkers, with your friends, with yourself, before you jump into, you know, nine minutes of the hottest, heaviest sex on the planet. And now you want to set a boundary, but you haven't done so in six months. 
Like let that be a practice. I think that's also really important just as humans, let alone humans having a sexual experience. But let's also not disconnect from the idea that how we live our lives is pretty much how we're going to live in the bedroom. Right? I made the video, how you fuck your woman is how you fuck the world. And a lot of women wrote back and said, you know, this works for us too. How you live your life is how you're going to live, the, live in the bedroom. Yeah. Whew. Well, now, <sighs> we've covered a lot. We've covered about how do we take this beyond friction? Is there anything you would leave people who are, I loved, first of all, sorry, I'm just going to jump back. The, the idea that this is a curiosity and an exploration. Well, shit on a shingle. Isn't that a whole new paradigm of, of <laughs> sex? It's, it's, wait a minute. We get to be curious about this? Like, wait a minute. So let's all, everybody listening to, take a deep breath and go, we don't have to have this all figured out. By the way, you know what you're supposed to have figured out? The one thing no one taught you, right? Someone like threw a magazine in your lap when you were 14 and was like, there you go. Don't, don't ask any fucking questions. Or it was like, <laughs> in school, like, oh, the condom goes on the banana, apparently. This is cool. I figured, thanks for the whole lecture. Right. Uh, let's just all release ourselves from the idea that we need to know and we need to have it figured out. And guess what? Every time you're with a new partner, that's a whole new set of things to figure out. It's a whole new exploration. So what if we approached it that way? Of like, oh my God, I'm so fucking curious. I get to figure this human out. Whoa, totally different than, holy shit, I get to show her all the cool shit I know like as fast as possible. Bam. What would you, I just went off on a tangent. I love talking to you, by the way. Uh, I know we're about to wrap up. So this I'm like, keep it going. I love, I love <laughs> so this doesn't turn into a two hour conversation. Is there anything you would leave people with who one, want more information about this paradigm, this frame, this idea of approaching sexuality in a holistic, healthy, engaging, healing, wonderful way the way you do mm. what i guess the the thing that hasn't been covered um so much today is really bringing in and it has i mean in in some ways but a, a deep reverence and respect for the power of this energy and i feel like when we can approach sexuality as like we are discovering the holy grail and we, you know, proceed with the kind of respect as you would proceeding to the Holy Grail, like actually really having that kind of honor for both ourselves and the person, the God or the goddess that is in front of us. Mm -hmm. Like, it's like actually seeing, I have this, um, this thing that I, that I say sometimes where it's like, I'm in a monogamous partnership with God. So unless I see you as God, you're not getting anywhere near the portal. Mm -hmm. And that's because it's like, that is what this is. It's, it, it's, it's gods and goddesses mm -hmm. connecting with each other in the deepest possible way that we know. Like this is the most intimate thing that we know. It, it, you're actually inside of someone mm -hmm. or someone is actually inside of you. It's so sacred and it's so special. And remembering that, like mm -hmm. remembering the, um, the erotic innocence, you know, of, of like just how special and sacred this is. And then when, you know, when, when you're in the dojo, 
have a heyday, have a great time. And <laughs> just know what you're working with. Like this is magic. You're actually working with magic here. Right. So that, and that's why, you know, it can either create a tremendous amount of trauma and confusion or like these ecstatic, absolutely life-changing experiences depending on how we approach it. It's mm. magic. Mm. Beautiful. What way to mic drop, right? The pussy is the portal. We got to remember that. And this is the same people like, oh, why is it so energetically charged? This is how we make life. This is like, literally, this is how humans get made. So there's maybe it's something special going on in there. Maybe we take a, I love that. One of my absolute favorite words on the planet is reverence. I think that needs to get dropped back into the collective sexual consciousness. Yeah. Reverence. Yeah. And the challenges were up against every form of media like, I think you can watch people fuck on your watch now. So we've like, talk about lack of reverence, like, cool, it's everywhere. But yet the actual intimate experience of men and women or men and men and whoever and whoever, human and human coming together, there is nothing more sacred. And let's approach that with curiosity. Yes, please. Yeah, and this is, this is one of the, this is the thing that came to me recently as I was feeling into like what's actually happening mm. in, in this course with these women and in mm. other containers and places where people are doing deep work in intimacy and sexuality is I believe that we are actually awakening weapons of mass creation mm. and that there's so much destruction that's happening, but through mm. this life force energy that right. flows, we are actually creating something. And it might not be a new life in the form of a human, mm -hmm. but it's something new in the form of an energetic frequency or bringing a vision into being or connecting with a deeper part of yourself or your partner or calling forth a new way of being, embodying more of our power and our pleasure mm -hmm. and our purpose of who we're really meant to be on this planet. Like all of that can be created through this act. Mm. God fucking bless you. I mean it. How do people get more Jamie Thompson in their life? Tell me, please, for people listening. How do they find you? Where do they find you? How do they get more of you? And did you just freeze? Did she just freeze? <laughs> she just, I have like this beautiful, oh, there we go. Jamie, did you just, I just asked how people get more of you. Can you hear me? Oh yes, did I freeze? You, you, it was like the most serene, beauty, it was like angelic face. Like, <laughs> and it was frozen when I asked, how do people get more Jamie Thompson? Oh, that's like, funny. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, um, folks, she's not wearing pants, don't worry about it. <laughs> Divine DJ, I'm just yeah. playing, playing it up here. Okay. How do people so, get more Jamie Thompson? Um, okay, so my Facebook or my Instagram or my website. So. My Facebook is facebook.com slash Miss, M-I-S-S, Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, Elizabeth, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H, or jamieelizabeththompson.com, J-A-M-I-E, E-L-I-Z-A-B-E-T-H-T-H-O-M-P-S-O-N. Beautiful. Or my Instagram, which is Holistic Sex Coach. Amazing. And I have founded this program called Awakening Your Erotic Muse. And I am going to be opening a role in pre-sale enrollment for that starting tomorrow. Oh, so, wow. 
Yeah. So starting tomorrow for, for that. So there's an option to do self-study and there's also an option to have the group, the group support, virtual support women's circle, which is incredible. Has been really awesome. So that'll be opening as well. So, you know, send me a message if, if you have interest in that and I will give you the discount code and we can talk a little bit about what your needs and desires are. Amazing. And that's for women. That's for women. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah. Bummer. Uh, beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on as always. I, I think we're going to, Jamie and I talk about doing this at least once a month because there seems to be no shortage of conversation and no shortage of, of interest, which I think is absolutely incredible that we have people who are showing up and giving their time and giving their energy to learn this and then taking it and moving it outward. And I, I love what you said. I think another a call, the call before, which was the revolution starts here. It starts inside of us and with us, right? And we can go stand on the street and scream at people and, and have Facebook wars and try to get people to listen to our opinions and they're not going to. And we can change how we feel. We can change how we interact with each other. We can change our level of communication. We can touch the places that are terrifying. We can be intimate with ourselves and then intimate with each other. And I think the world is going to change. For anyone interested in working with me, you can go again, go to www.manuncivilized.com or find me at Traver Bohm, T-R-A-V-E-R-B-O-E-H-M. Please mark your calendar for July 25th is the pre-sale of my book, Man Uncivilized. The official launch is August 1st. I cannot wait. Oh my goodness. Uh, if you would go to iTunes, please subscribe, give us a rating and go to Cured Nutrition and drop them some love. And you guys, please put your hands together. Give Jamie a whole lot of love. She's volunteering for this and is just such a giver and has been such a giver in my life as well. Jamie, I love you. I think we'll do this again in a couple of weeks. Go have a kick-ass night and everybody go be uncivilized. We'll chat with you soon. Cheers. <laughs>